Welcome to the St. James Parish Podcast. Enjoy sermons, lectures, and special presentations from St. James Episcopal Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. Curious about what else St. James has to offer? Visit our website, linked in the show notes, to learn more. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You know, words matter. I've said that more than once in a sermon over these years because it's true, and especially with Scripture, God's words. There's a certain word in our Gospel reading this morning that we actually hear and say all the time, all the time, so much so that we probably take this word for granted. In truth, though, this word is used for the very first time in all the Gospels, in all the New Testament today, and it is spoken by Jesus Christ, and the word is church. Yes, the very first mention of the word church, right here in the entire New Testament, right now. Now, you may have noticed that Jesus and his disciples have been getting their frequent travel arrivals in lately. Two weeks ago, remember they were on the Sea of Galilee, where Jesus calmed the water? Last week, way up in the region of Tyre and Sidon, where Jesus healed the daughter of that Canaanite woman. Today, Jesus and his disciples are south again, 75 miles south, in Caesarea Philippi. You may know this already, but this is one of those big scriptural moments today. Because Jesus asked his disciples a big, important question. Who do people say the Son of Man is? Did you notice that they fumbled around a little bit? And then Peter nailed it? You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Now it's often pretty easy with sermons about this scripture passage to focus on Peter. Oh, Peter, you finally got something right. In truth, though, it's not really about Peter at all. It's about church. Jesus said, I will build my church. He didn't say, I'm going to build a church, or I'm going to build your church. He didn't say, I'm going to build my club, or build my base of followers. He said, I'm going to build my church. Words matter. Turns out that term, church, can be found 110 more times in the New Testament. But this first time, what did Jesus mean? What do you think of when you hear the word church? Most folks think of a building, that's a church. Maybe this extraordinary pastoral chapel, snuggled here in the woods near the ocean, or our beautiful and amazing century-old sanctuary downtown, the church as a place even an institution. I read once that church is basically the place you go when you're hatched, when you're matched, and when you're dispatched. <laughs> First hatched, and then at some point, or even points, matched, and then finally there we are, dispatched. And for a lot of people, I think that pretty much sums up their understanding. The thing is, they're not totally wrong, but they're not right either. Sometimes it is important for us to be inside a church. But here, and this is the gist of it, all the time it's important to have a church inside of us. 
because the church is the body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. You and I are the church. That's what Jesus meant. Paul says this today as well. We who are many are one body in Christ. We're Christ's church, and we're called together. The very meaning of the word as Jesus used it is people set apart and gathered together. So the fact that Jesus chose this term anticipates his desire for us to be in community, to gather together. That's actually been happening for over 2,000 years since the resurrection. For more than 2,000 years, Christians all over the world have gathered together to celebrate Christ's resurrection. As the body of Christ, though, do we have to gather together? Yes. There's the story of a Sunday morning. A wife had gotten dressed for church. She noticed her husband was still in his bathroom in his pajamas. Honey, she said, you better get dressed. We're going to church. He replied, I'm not going to church today. And I'll give you three good reasons why. Number one, the church is cold and uncaring. Number two, nobody there likes me. And number three, I just don't feel like it. The wife said, well, I'll give you three good reasons why you should go. Number one, the church is actually warm and friendly. Number two, there are people there who like you. And number three, sweetheart, you're the pastor. <laughs> That's just a story. <laughs> My friends, as the church, as the body of Christ, we're called to gather together. We gather together because it increases our faith. When we hear God's word alongside others, when we hear the same truth in scripture or sing the same song, when we acknowledge our faults together, when we remember Christ's death and resurrection, when we share the Eucharist together, we embrace a level of spiritual encouragement and affirmation that we cannot accomplish by ourselves. Here's another reason why Christ's church gathers. Not only because it increases our faith, but it enhances our humanity. I don't have to tell you this. Human beings were not meant to be in isolation. We were created by God to interact in community, in relationship with others. We are in the image of God. Here's another reason we gather. It provides accountability. When we are with someone else, or say something, or we hear something, and we can look at each other, and we can discuss it, or dissent, or clarify, that's helpful. When we're alone, we can't do that either. So gathering as a church increases our faith, enhances our humanity, provides accountability. Here's one more reason we gather. It commends us to serve, to service, to remember Christ's call to love our neighbors, to reach out beyond ourselves to the needs of our community. That's the church. Do you remember how Jesus taught us to pray? Did it sound like this? My Father, who art in heaven, give me this day my daily bread. Forgive me my trespasses. No. The prayer is our Father, our daily bread, our trespasses. So today Jesus says to Peter and his disciples and all who will follow, you are my church. So we gather, one body, with many members, but then, and this part's crucial, 
Then we go back into the world. We go back into the world as the church, as the body of Christ, to do Christ's work. To share with every bit of who we are the good news of Jesus Christ our Lord. The story of his death, his resurrection, and the extraordinary gift of God's grace in our lives. Here and today, we are the bearers of that good news. And boy, does our world need that good news. Paul is encouraging today, though. Do not be conformed to this world, he says, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So make no mistake today. Jesus is not only asking Peter and his disciples a very important question. He's asking you. He's asking me. And how we answer as his body, as his church, that will make all the difference in the world. Who do you say Jesus is? Words matter. Amen. Amen. Amen.